Good morning, it's Pastor Chris with Soul Revival. Here we are in uh, week 10 and day 5 of our podcast, New Beginnings. And uh, this has been a week of reflection for myself and being ready to go into some new beginnings for myself. And if for some reason the Lord keeps bringing me back to scriptures that that they say the same thing. Um, this week as I've gone through, I've learned a lot because I've been looking in the mirror at myself. And um, it's uh, it's been kind of scary, i got to admit. Self-reflection, true self-reflection uh, can be a scary thing. But he kept, he kept giving me certain scriptures, and then it looked like he was showing me all of them together. As I read Matthew 6, um, verses 19 through 34, it, it says in 19, do not store up for yourself material things. It says do not, it actually reads, do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal but store up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also in other words your wishes your desires that on which your life centers around and guys whatever Whatever you put before God is your God. And that includes your treasure. Um, And we all know the one thing God wants is our heart. He looks at our heart. He doesn't look at the outside. And so uh, that scripture slowed me down quite a bit. Um. I really stopped being a very materialistic person um, a number of years ago. But at the same time, you know, I do like nice things. And I do uh, sometimes want nice things. uh, But I don't have to have them. And um, as a pastor, you're not going to get rich. Not if you're doing it right anyway. But then if you remember, I talked about the eye earlier in the week. And it's funny because here we are in Matthew, um, still in 6, and the, the very next scripture in 22 says, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. Talking about spiritual perspective. And uh, when it talks about it will be full of light, it's benefiting from God's percepts, not ours. But if your eye is bad, which is spiritually blind, your whole body will be full of darkness, devoid of God's precepts. So if the light inside you is darkness, how great and terrible is that darkness? Again, you know, your inner self, your heart, or your conscious, if that is dark and that is bad, There's no way that the light can live in you. 
And then as I read on down into uh, verse 24, it says, No, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, which means money or possessions, fame, status, or whatever the, whatever it is you value more than the Lord. And, you know, we always are hearing about the kingdom of God. But, you know, we have to think, you know, that Satan has a kingdom too. And if we're not real, real careful, especially in a world that's full of hate, full of pride and arrogance, a world that's full of ego and sin, a world full of lust, um, a world full of temptation. If we're not careful, we can be living in the devil's kingdom and not even know it. If we don't stay focused on God's kingdom and be alert of Satan's kingdom, we can end up right smack in the middle of it and can't serve two masters, can't ride the fence, however you want to talk about it. <clears throat> now, in verse 25, it gets even deeper into something that I had to deal with this week. Uh, I've suffered with anxiety attacks and anxiety. And in verse 25, it starts talking about the cure for anxiety. And it, it says, therefore, I tell you, stop being worried or anxious about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body as to what you will wear. It says, is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow seed nor reap the harvest nor gather the crops into the barns. And yet your heavenly Father keeps feeding them. And are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by worrying, can add one hour to the length of his life? And why are you worried about clothes? See how the lilies and the wildflowers of the field grow? They do not labor, nor do they spend wool to make clothing. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory and splendor dressed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive and green today and tomorrow, what if that grass tomorrow is cut? are thrown into the furnace. He will not much more clothe you. You have little faith, it says. Therefore, do not worry or be anxious, saying, what are we going to eat? Or what are we going to drink? Or what are we going to wear? It says, for the pagan Gentiles, um, eagerly seek all things, but do not worry. For your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But first and most importantly, seek his kingdom and his righteousness. 
In other words, his way of doing and being right. The attitude and character of God is what we're to seek. And all things will be given to you also. And then verse 34 says, So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble on its own. Pretty much everything I was studying and going through this week is found in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 34. It really, really hit home um, when I was reading this, and the Lord had been giving me these like one at a time um, through a Bible study I've been trying to do. Guys, we've got to put him first, and we cannot take his eye off of him in the storms. We've got to make sure that we are watching everything around us and be alert of the temptations. The Bible told me that if I love God with all my heart, all my soul, and all my might, that I don't have to worry about anything. That if I love my neighbor as myself, those are the two most important things that he asked for. But we must learn self-control. And we have to make a conscience, a conscious decision to follow Christ, to be Christ-like. That takes work. That takes effort. Everybody wants to be a Christian, but no one wants to do the work it takes to be a real, true follower of Christ. But remember, he cares more for you and loves more. He loves us more than anything. Even his angels. The Bible tells us he loves us more than angels. He didn't die on the cross for his angels. He died on the cross for us. So remember that. God loves you. I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Peace out.